1: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
0: Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter Brian Hoke. And, Brian, about a week to go until opening day. Still some decisions to be made as far as the Yankees go, but it seems like this is the time of the spring where everybody just wants to get to that opener. Are you at that point right now?
1: I think everybody's kind of itchy to get back up to New York. You know, Florida's been great, but it's starting to get a little humid down here. And uh, you definitely sense that with the players, too. Um, they, they always say spring training's about a week ten days too long. And I think that uh, everybody's ready to get things started and play games that count in the books for real.
0: Some good news as far as the Yankees go. Jacoby Ellsbury back in the lineup uh, after getting hit on the – Wrist by a pitch. He missed about a week, but he got back in the lineup and and looked good in the field, and he felt pretty good as well, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. The Yankees had no complaints. You know, Ellsbury said it's still bothering him a little bit. Um, I think that's to be expected anytime you take a 90-mile-an-hour fastball off your forearm. Uh, The Yankees are just so fortunate that there wasn't a fracture there. Um, They've they've seen that before. If you remember a few years back, Curtis Granderson was in a similar situation. His first bat of the spring got hit, and uh, he wound up missing about eight to nine weeks. So, uh, the Yankees fortunate that Ellsbury can get back on the field. They, they know that he wouldn't be playing if he didn't feel ready. So I think uh, all systems should be go for opening day for Ellsbury.
0: There aren't a lot of decisions to be made as far as the Yankees go, but obviously that fifth starter job still there. Yvonne Nova, CC Sabathia, they each have one more chance to kind of go out and impress this week before we get to the regular season. But it seems like up to this point, Sabathia has done a lot more impressing than Nova has.
1: Yeah, Nova his last two have been pretty rough. And uh, I I think he's given up 10 runs in his last nine innings after not giving up any in his first nine. So he's kind of fading into the competition a little bit here. While uh, he's hanging in there, he fits against the Braves. He looked okay for five innings, which is really all you need out of your number five starter. Um, It's been my opinion all along that when you consider the money, um, just based upon that, no team has ever had a $25 million long long reliever. I didn't think the Yankees were going to do it in 2016, so unless Sabathia came into camp and absolutely looked horrible, I I expected that he was going to be in a rotation. Um, You know, I I think that these moves are not permanent either. I I, I could see a situation where they both wind up making 20 starts this year, so uh, that's just a rotation to start the year, but as we've seen the last few years, depth is always important, and uh, if you have Ivan Nova in your bullpen as a long reliever ready to come in and and take a rotation spot if somebody falls out, then uh, you're in pretty good shape.
0: And it's certainly pretty rare for any team these days to get through the majority of the season with just five starters, like you said. Uh, Some other guys who have been optioned down over the last week. uh, Ref Snyder, optioned to AAA. Obviously, he he did a good job, I think, this spring trying to learn third base and, and try to make himself into more of a utility man. Do they need him to just get more innings at the hot corner?
1: Yeah, I think what you saw there was the inexperience. And, you know, he had two bad hops that hit him in the face on back-to-back days. And that's, that's kind of a freak thing. I, I, I wouldn't expect that to happen very often. But I there were a few other plays where you just saw the inexperience. Uh, you're seeing plays. You get ex- oh, exposed a little bit. You, you start seeing things that you haven't seen before. Your reaction time is obviously a lot less the third base. So I think when he starts to learn those angles, and they're going to play him there a lot. He's going to play a few times a week at AAA, he's already over at the minor league compacts uh this morning he was playing in a minor league game at third base so i, I think they're going to keep giving him reps there because if he can prove he can play second base third base and the outfield a little bit uh that that's something valuable that they'll want on the major league roster and don't forget he can hit left handed pitching as well
0: now will it take an injury for him to get back up to the major league team or do you see a situation where he gets more seasoning down there and and just earns his way back
1: it go either way. I think that they could call on him if they need to. Um, I, I think that his bat will play at the big league level. So if they're in a situation where they're going to face two left-handed pitchers in a row, I could see them calling him up. Uh, I think it, it's sort of like a situation that they saw with Gary Sanchez, and that uh, they don't see the drawback in having him go down to the minors, get a little more seasoning. But uh, they know that they both are going to play a part for the big league team at some point this year.
0: Good transition there because I wanted to talk to you about Sanchez also optioned down to the minors and and really just had a tough, tough spring at the plate. It seemed like coming into the spring, he was kind of the favorite for that backup backstop job um, and he just didn't hit at all. Is there still a feeling that, you know, he just needs to kind of get the confidence back at the plate, get hot in AAA and then this is another scenario where nothing's set for the season and, and him versus Romine could continue?
1: I think it's such a small sample size. You know, they always say don't make decisions based upon what you see in March or September. But unfortunately for the Yankees and for Sanchez, this is all they have to base it on right now. So they know he can hit. They, they see the minor league numbers. You saw what he did in the Arizona Fall League last year. I mean, Sanchez is going to be an everyday big league player. The Yankees really do believe that. He's going to stick a catcher. He is their catcher of the future as far as they're concerned. But as of for this spring, the purpose is here. Um, they The offense just wasn't there. Yeah, he could probably use a little more confidence, go down to AAA and and hit his way back to the big leagues. But don't forget, there's also some benefit there. Uh, If he spends 35 days in the minor leagues, they gain control of his age 29 season as a big league catcher. Um, So basically, if he spends another five weeks in the minors, they get him for an extra year before he can become a free agent. I think that was probably part of the equation, too, especially considering they see such a bright future ahead for him.
0: Yeah, and unlike the situation with the Cubs a year ago, keeping Chris Bryant down in the minors until an important date had passed, this one becomes more of a no-brainer because of his struggles, and and there's certainly no situation for any controversy or anything. You say you need to go down the minors, you're hitting under 100 this spring, and nobody's going to argue with that. All right, time for some bold predictions. You've come up with three bold predictions, Brian, for the 2016 season. We did this a little earlier in the offseason, but now, obviously, through spring training, get a much better idea of where this team sits heading into the regular season. And your first bold prediction is Mark Teixeira will reach 30 homers and 100 RBIs for the first time since 2011, which obviously depends on health as much as anything
1: does, and I think that this is going to be the year that he he gets back to those Uh, levels. He looks good. I I know that the numbers haven't been there this spring, but I think the most important part is if he's healthy, if that wrist is strong, which we saw it was last year, and he he did surpass 30 homers, I think he probably would have got to 100 RBIs if he didn't foul that ball off him. So uh, I I think that this is going to be the year. Mark Teixeira obviously playing for a contract, wants to sign another deal. Uh, says he wants to play another five years. He's got to prove it this year. I think he's, uh, you're going to see some big numbers out of his
0: career. All right, and bold prediction number two. Luis Severino will be the best starting pitcher in the rotation, not just 2016, but for years to come. And I think the for years to come is less bold than the 2016 because Tanaka's looked pretty good this spring.
1: Tanaka has looked okay. Uh, recently, not so much, but... I think that Severino's poised to make a big step forward. I really like what you saw out of him, those 11 starts at the tail end of the year. I think uh, the confidence is off the charts, the poise. Uh, There's just a lot to like about the way Severino approaches the game. He's learning Major League hitters. He seems to be on the same page with Brian McCann all the time. Um, Everybody around the team just speaks very highly uh, of Severino. I think that he is poised to have a breakout season, and uh, I think that and push comes to shove, the Yankees are going to be able to count on him every fifth day.
0: And then finally, the final bold prediction heading into 2016. The bullpen will lead the Yankees to a division title, not just the playoffs again, but the AL East crown.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going all in on that bullpen. I guess uh, I, I really like it, the idea of that. I mean, you've seen Kansas City's formula. It's worked great for them. Um uh, this, with Dylan Batances handing the ball off to Andrew Miller, to Rollis Chapman, obviously you have to wait till May 9 for Chapman to come back, but you can fall back with Miller as a closer. And I really think that if this team can score enough runs, get the ball for the 6th inning, 7th inning, hand it off to those guys, they're, they're not going to lose a whole lot of games. This is a team that was 66-3 and three, uh, when leading after 6 innings last year. Obviously, that's a high bar to set. I think these guys can do it, though, and if they do perform the way they should, I think
0: is there any concern about, obviously, with the suspension and Chapman coming back that late, is he going to be rusty upon arrival, or do they have a certain plan to keep him fresh? I know he's been able to pitch during the spring, but, but there's going to be this stretch. Once the team's gone, he's going to have to kind of keep throwing without anybody kind of around, I guess, in extended. Any concern over just him getting through all of that until he can rejoin the team? I'll tell you who I
1: have the concerns for. It's the poor 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kids in the Gulf Coast League who are going to have to stand in against oldest Chapman for a month. So, <laughs> and that is that's no easy assignment there, but they'll have to do it. Um, that, that's what they have to work with. So he, he'll be on the mound. He'll be facing hitters. Obviously, they're not major league caliber hitters, but he'll he'll be active. They'll get him going, and um, by the time May 9 comes around, he should have plenty of time to, to be ready. He'll have pitched on back to back days. And maybe even go on multiple innings, but uh, they've got a plan in place. It's not an ideal situation in in baseball terms, but uh, they'll work with it. They knew that this was going to be the deal, that he was going to be suspended for at least part of the year. um, They're just happy that they're going to have him for most of the year.
0: This has been MLB.com Extras, our New York Yankees edition. Brian Hoke, great stuff as always.